This episode of The Taylor Stevens Show is brought to you by listeners, readers, and patrons. If you'd like to learn how to support this podcast, please visit www.patreon.com slash taylorstevens. Taylor Stevens, the New York Times best-selling and award-winning author of kick-ass international thrillers, and this is The Taylor Stevens Show with my good friend Steve Campbell, where we are kicking writing in the butt one word at a time. And Taylor, I don't know what we have for chit-chat for this episode. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't But either. I can tell you that the topic for this week's episode is writing what you know. So if I were to try and write out what the chit chat was going to be, I would I would be at a complete. It would law. not be farm stuff. <laughs> My life is this past month and even going forward for I don't know at least another month has just been pure chaos, like juggling the medical stuff and um, there is some very fun forward progress happening with the audio project, but I don't think we're ready to talk about it yet. But doing that and, and the medical stuff, and I just even, it's been hard to even find the time to write. And it's so frustrating for me because I've finally got to this point where I'm feeling it. I'm moving. I've got, I've got my writing rhythm and, you know, I'm getting the story down and the words down. And like, I haven't been able to work like that for two years and I'm finally at a place where my brain is working and my the story is coming together and life interrupting and, and, and I can't get the days that I need consecutive days to be able to do this and I want to scream I want life to go away and leave me alone and it will not well, looking <laughs> so. looking on the bright side you have the holidays coming up so you'll you how have, is that a you have like side? six no, weeks to get oh to get god. the book done more obligations <laughs> oh my god thanks steve you just ruined my day <laughs> oh now i'm sorry <laughs> okay but yes it's that type of stuff it just doesn't stop and it's maddening it's maddening at the best of times but this is like i really want to write right now i'm not dreading writing i want to write and life won't let me and it makes me angry so let's do a podcast instead. <laughs> okay. What should we talk about? Well, we know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so All right. Lead I, away. I, it actually does have to do with what I'm writing right now. Um, there, There's this adage. I'm sure we've all heard it, right? Write what you know. And I think that the basis for this has to do with when you are an expert in something or familiar with something, you are able to create a story that has more depth, more detail, more accuracy, more realism. It is very similar, actually, to what we were talking about last week when we were talking about weather and how, but, you know, yeah, just listen to, if, if you have no idea what we're talking about last week's a good intro to what we're going to talk about right now, with what we are the previous discussion about weather. So there's that whole train of thought, write what you know. But then there's a whole other train of thought, and you'll hear experts and authors say that advice is trash. Like, why would you limit yourself to that? And I totally get where they're coming from, too. And I, I think my own personal stance is somewhere in the middle. So I, I do believe that writing what you know 
gives you the material to create according to your strength. Like if you were a doctor, for example, I would never suggest that you go write legal suspense. Like why would you do that to yourself when you already have all this knowledge and expertise to write medical-based stories and to do it in a way that would be unique to your experience and that it's unlikely any anyone else would be able to do the way that you could do it. That's what they're talking about when they say write what you know. But not every storyteller has the type of life experience or specialized knowledge that would allow them to quote unquote write what they know. Like look at me. I've got because you know, I grew up in a cult. You want to you want me to t- do stories about cults? Sure, I can do that for my particular cult that I was born into. But you can only do that so you can't just do a series about this cult. That just doesn't work. So what else do I have? Okay, well, I've traveled a lot. So I have had interactions with a lot of cultures and uh, I understand what it's like to constantly be the odd man out, a stranger, not just from being a foreigner in other people's countries, but being a foreigner in my own country because I wasn't raised in this culture and I'm I'm just perpetually the outsider. I know a lot about that. Great. I can write that kind of character and I do it very, very well. But that's not a plot. And that's not the foundation for a story, it's a foundation for characters. So that's me, but what about someone who all they do is shuffle papers or you know they're in a bureaucracy? Maybe what you know is boring as heck and would put people to sleep to try and write a story about that. So just because you know something, that doesn't make you a good storyteller. And also you can be an amazing storyteller who doesn't have any specialized knowledge. So writing what you know is horrible advice for somebody who doesn't have that specialized knowledge. So don't let that write you keep you from writing stories. That's where I come from on this whole thing. So it's kind of a, a thing of, yes, write what you know to the extent that you can, draw off it to the extent that you can, as you can, but for the rest, it's more like, write what you can learn well enough and articulate well enough to not make an idiot out of yourself. So that's the part I want to talk about today. That part of writing what you don't know or what you sort of know or whatever, right? So we've talked about it before from the subject of research. And, you know, I harp on that a lot. And the reason I harp on it a lot is because I don't know anything. I do not have specialized knowledge. So the only way that I can write about something intelligently is by learning about it. I am in the camp of write what you can learn well enough (laughs) to articulate. And so we've talked in the past about how my own personal approach with that is to learn just enough about a subject, not to become an expert, but to figure out where the experts disagree. and than to write my way, weave my way through those disagreements because that's where all the pitfalls are. Like if the experts strongly disagree about subject A, point C, then I write about subject A, point A and B and ignore point C completely because it doesn't matter if I 
learn enough to become an expert in it, there's still going to be this whole other half that disagrees. And I find that to be a partic- particularly useful guidepost when it comes to writing about guns, politics, religion, <laughs> all the hot button topics, right? Weave your way through them. That's generally how I go about it. And my goal is simply to write about that topic as a foundation for the plot or the plot involves it in such a way that if someone who is an expert was to read that, they wouldn't make me a laughing stock. Because in my mind, the problem with getting important stuff wrong is when someone in your audience knows something about that, then they read what you get wrong and they think, well, you're an idiot in regard to this. So you also must be an idiot and everything else. And I cannot trust what you say. And I'm trying to avoid that. It is like the grittiest of grit, grit, grit. Avoid it, right? But sometimes it's simply impossible to learn a subject well enough that you can articulate it in such a way that you don't look like a complete fool. And that's something I'm up against right now. So I want to talk about this example. So right now, the story that I'm writing, it involves hacking, hackers, and tech stuff. Now, I am not a tech idiot yet. (laughs) There will eventually come a point where I will be getting the grandkids to help me figure something out. (laughs) I'm not there yet. So I'm not completely ignorant when it comes to tech stuff. But there is no way, no way, even if I didn't write for a year and all I did was immerse myself in the world of coding and exploits and finding um, vulnerabilities that I would ever be able to learn the subject matter well enough to write about it intelligently. And that is a problem that is, I would say, specific kind of to storytellers who tell their stories through the written word. Because movies, for example, right? Movies, you get so much leeway. Like if you have a situation where somebody needs to get some information from a computer or hack it or whatever, you know, you just see them typing and then there's these fancy graphics that always seem to have some clever status bar that doesn't exist in real life. And then, you know, the the computer interface just, it's like an artificial intelligence, like a helper character that gives the audience, shows the audience what the audience needs to see. And there's no substance to it. Like, you don't know how they pulled that off. You don't know how they knew what they, they don't know what they did. It's just for show, to show you, hey, this is how they got this information. You cannot do that in books. In books, your characters just cannot magically know things. They can't just, you can't just say, and she hacked the mainframe and spit out the results. You you have to, at the very least, build the plausibility and provide at least a sense of background that allows the audience to believe that not just your character, but you as the invisible hand guiding that character know what you're doing. And when it comes to a subject like this, even I'm not foolhardy enough to take it upon myself to pretend. I mean, that would just be so humiliating. And yet this story involves all of this stuff. 
So how do you handle that? How do you handle a scenario where you you need to utilize this plot device, the whole story revolves around this plot device, and yet you yourself, you know it is impossible for you to articulate it or show characters doing it using the correct language, the correct mindset, the correct strategies in a way that someone who knew, who doesn't even know what they're doing, who even has an inkling of an idea of what they're doing, wouldn't just laugh their butt off at you. And the, the simple truth is, I fully acknowledge that I cannot. I cannot do that. So how do I integrate this into a story? And this is not this is not going to work for everybody, okay? Um, it's, it's not going to work for every story. But this is the technique that I'm using right now in this story, and I have built my plotting and characters around in order to utilize it. And I guess it's uh, important to keep in mind that I as a general rule, write characters who are way smarter than me. That's just how it's been. And that is hard. It is so, you know, you have no idea how hard it is to make your characters seem intelligent above your actual intelligence. <laughs> so I'm not unfamiliar with this, of having to figure that sort of stuff out, but this takes it to a whole nother level. And so I, here's my workaround. For it. Like I said, it, it would not work for everyone. But in the story that I'm writing, I have set up other characters who do have that skill set, and they are not point of view characters. So because they are not point of view characters, in this case, Monroe, who is my character, um, is able to draw upon their skill set to do things that she herself cannot do. And we do not have to get into an explanation of the steps that she took or anything like that, because throughout the story, the credibility of these, these other characters are being set up along the way, not through showing how they're doing what they do, but the aftermath of it. Here's the result, and we know that person did it. We don't need to know how. And when we do get into an explanation of it, it focuses a lot more on the social engineering aspect instead of the actual computer aspect. And social engineering is basically what Monroe does. She convinces people that she is something other than what she is. And she uses that as a way to get what she wants out of them. That is the epitome of social engineering. So I can speak knowledgeably to that and build stories around that, but not the actual technical, really technical details of hacking. But because I'm using characters that the credibility has already been established, I don't have to worry about showing how it's done because Monroe herself doesn't know and she's my point of view character. However, there's still a certain level of understanding and research that needs to be done even to be able to do that. And my technique, I guess you could say, my tactics for being able to do that is I follow people who are in the industry and I watch what they are saying and how they interact and how they word things. And for the most part, it just is noise to me. I don't understand what it means, but what it does give me is a sense of what is possible. What is being done? Not how it's being done, but what is being done? What vulnerabilities were recently discovered and how have those impacted life in the, the software security industry? What ransomware techniques are being 
done? And how do you protect yourself from those? Can I personally protect myself? No, I don't have the skill set to do it, but I'm observing and witnessing what is being done. And that prevents me from going way overboard and um, describing these crazy things that would be nigh impossible. Like nobody's that smart to do that on their own without a team of people helping them. All right. So now that I know that that probably would be not smart, not possible, how do I write myself around that? How do I get to that point anyway, but provide a different avenue to getting there that didn't involve just, you know, brute force going through the front door? Those types of things are all workable, provided you continue to keep your pulse on the environment to know what is realistic and what is not realistic, why this thing is realistic, what what makes it that way. And it it keeps you out of the realm of insanity. And there's still gray areas. I'm like, I know that this needs to happen, but I'm not smart enough to know what type of cyber defenses would exist to prevent that from happening. So I need to go light on the details and simply establish the credibility to make sure that it is plausible. I'm not out there trying to explain how they did it, just build the foundation so that it's plausible enough that when it happens, an expert in that area doesn't go, yeah, right and then write a scathing one-star review that goes to the top of Amazon about how stupid I am and this this book is worthless, right? That is my goal. And anyway, we already understand the part about writing your way around it. This takes it to a whole new level for me because it is the first time I have gone up against a particular industry or bank of knowledge that I simply have to say, no can do. Um, another example of what that might look like for me is if I wrote a story that involved high, high level mathematics or physics, no can do. That does not matter if I had a college degree in that I still not be smart enough to write around it, write it correctly. So I write around it, establish some other character who has that knowledge, who's able to explain the very, very, very basics of it that even someone like me can understand to another character build and establish the credibility. And then that's as far as I have to go with it. We've established the credibility. We can see the outcome as a result of it. So I guess we could say this is an add-on, an addendum to the prior conversations we've had about doing research, about writing what you know. What if you can't? And this is the technique that I'm using right now. And like I said, it, it would not work for everybody. It would not work for every story. But if you're up against something like that, it may work for you. Give it a look. And that's all I've got on that subject. How long did it take you to reach the no can do stage? Like <laughs> five minutes or? Yeah, about five minutes. actually think about it for a while? No, no, no. I, it was like, I, I understand that the complexity of this subject is so beyond my ability to understand, conceptualize, that I'm not even going to try. There is some, there, at, at one point, I think I had notes of specific wording or lingo that, you know, j- industry jargon that could be thrown out to explain basic principles. But then I was like, there's really no point in that because I'm not going to be able to write about it well enough to educate my audience. I'll just make them stupider. 
So I, I prefer not to do that. So everybody has some idea. In, in for the average one of us who doesn't understand anything about coding and vulnerabilities or whatever, hackers are just magical beings. That's fine. My audience believe most of my audience is going to believe that ha- hackers are magical beings anyway. I don't have the the skill to dispel that notion. So the best I can do is lay out the groundwork in a way that those who do understand would go, huh, yeah, I could see that. That 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 probably could happen. And and leave it at that. All right. Let's compare this, what what you just described to the black phone that was in the the Jack and Jill books. Because in my mind, that's something that you could also have used this technique for, where you could have just said, yeah, there's this fancy phone, I don't understand it. And, uh, or I I need a phone that will do these things to solve this problem in the story. And I'm just going to have some, uh, some technical genius friend do this for me. But you didn't take that approach. You... You looked at that and said, I can understand this. I can solve this problem. I'm not only going to research it, I'm going to meet the person who works for the company and, and get them to explain it to me. Why, why did you take, wh- where's the cutoff point for you to do that level of research versus saying, yeah, I can't do this? Well, <laughs> first of all, I probably shouldn't have done, <laughs> done it because I, I really do go out of my way to avoid uh, aging my my stories and mm-hmm. like one of the fastest way you can age something is to specify technology. The black phone was already out of production by the time the book went to print. <laughs> but, <Ouch. laughs> I, I had to kind of like in the edits, like kind of change it just a little bit, like when they were still available. Um, but so, I, you know, if I had to do that again, I probably wouldn't lesson learned. But as far as like, why that one and not the others those phones are pretty easy you know you don't have to explain the the enterprise software that's the foundational software that's running them you just have to show what they do and and the outcome of it which is pretty much the same thing as the end product of establishing credibility and just showing the outcome so i could understand it you know and it i just I, I thought black phones were so cool. I'm so sad that they just continued making them. If I if I could get my hands on one and own one and and keep it, you know, if the software was still being maintained, I would I would do it in a heartbeat. Um, and I just thought they were really cool. And and I wanted the world to know that things like that did exist once upon a time. Right now, it's not the phones; it's the software. There's um there's a, a I think it's a Linux based software that um that is the most privacy oriented. Uh, Android build that's been done yet, and it but it only works on a set number of phones, mostly pixels, and I think it's so cool. and And I would include stuff like that in in these stories, except I've been burned by this already. And I don't, <laughs> want, don't want to be burned by it again. But that's the type of stuff that's actually really fun to integrate into a story, and I think. That was the difference is this is fun. I want to include this because it's enjoyable versus this sucks. <laughs> There's no way I will ever understand it. All right. So that is this week's episode on whether or not I guess you should whether or not you should just write what you know. So or how to I, I know so you can write it <laughs> and how to write what you know you don't know. <laughs> And on that 
uh, we will cut the show off. <laughs> so thank you guys very much for listening. We will be back with you again next Tuesday. Thanks for being here, guys. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>